0: Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 151 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney Podcast. And if you've been with us for the last two weeks, you probably could have predicted the theme or the topic, I should say, of today's episode because we are going to be discussing the top five snacks that you must try the next time that you are at Disneyland Resort. So really, really excited to get into this. We're also going to be wrapping up today's episode with a segment that we haven't done for a little while. It's back. It's the TikTok Challenge. But before we head into all of that fun packed stuff. Let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So kicking things off this week with a little bit of Walt Disney World news, and it's been a super exciting news week for anybody that is planning on visiting Walt Disney World anytime soon, because, hey, parades are back. Parades and shows are back. This is big, big news. So the Festival of Fantasy Parade will be returning to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom on March the 9th. This will be the eighth year that that parade has been celebrated at Walt Disney World Resort, and I know lots of fans are eager to watch it once again, but the fun does not end there. Disney have announced that there are two new parades and shows that are also coming to Magic Kingdom, the first of which is a stage show called Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, featuring some of our favorite pals, including Mickey and Minnie. And then there's also a new cavalcade that will be arriving at Magic Kingdom on February the 11th. And I'm super excited about this one. This is Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade, and it features lots of adventurous characters, including Meredith, Aladdin people that have kind of you know gone off on an expedition or had some kind of quest as part of their story and one of those characters is of course Pixar's Miguel from Coco and he is going to be in the cavalcade as a fur or costume character I should say and it's the first time that this Miguel costume character is debuting there are images of it online if you are interested in taking a look. Very,
1: very exciting and lots of exciting updates from Disneyland Paris as well this week. They have announced a huge array of things that are going to be coming to the park for the 30th anniversary next month or in March, not quite next month yet. Um, So this includes new snacks. We've seen things like a Mickey shaped burger, some really cool ice creams, a really cool cocktail with that nice iconic 30th symbol that they've got going for the celebrations this year new clothing new merchandise new shows so many things are happening so definitely have a look on social media for some of the delights that we'll be seeing from disneyland paris over the 30th anniversary celebrations something that i'm really excited about Minnie is getting a brand new outfit in celebration of International Women's Day. Now, this has caused a bit of an uproar in the Disney community. Some people really like it. Some people aren't too sure. And it is a pantsuit that has been designed by Stella McCartney. Now, I think this is really cool. As I say, it's going to be for International Women's Day. So, Mercedes, again, when you go for your honeymoon, hopefully, you will be able to see Minnie in her new pantsuit. I'm very, very jealous. And finally, Naughty Disneyland Paris, they really teased us last week by saying they had some big announcements over the Tower of Terror. Now, a lot of people speculated that this was going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy overlay finally coming. And it turned out, oh no, it was nothing as exciting as that. It was simply a brand new Tower of Terror phone case.
0: Yeah, and the link was that it was dropped. Resistant and a big shout out to 37 Disney Street who called it. They said it was going to be a new phone case, but hey, I was still left very disappointed. And final bit of news for you all this week we are heading back to our own hometown or home country, I should say, of London's West End, because we've had some musical news this week, and that's that the Beauty and the Beast London Palladium tickets have gone on sale. They went on sale last week. So if you do have your heart set on watching Beauty and the Beast at London, London Palladium, definitely head over to the site. I don't know if there are still tickets available. It's a limited run that the show is going to be on for. So absolutely, if this is something you want to see, get on that website right now. And that is pretty much everything that's been happening in the world of Disney. We're now heading into the main part of today's episode, telling you what our picks are for the top five must-try snacks at Disneyland Resort. (laughs) So if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that Tash and I have counted down through the best snacks to try at Disneyland Paris, the best snacks to try at Walt Disney World. And so it's only natural that we now talk a little bit about our top five must-try snack items from Disneyland Resorts in California. And I think that of all of the Disney parks I've been to, Disneyland wins the crown when it comes to the best food and the best snack items, even better than Walt Disney World. So I'm really excited to unpack today's list.
1: Yes, me too. I mean, Disneyland California, again, as I've spoken about recently when doing these lists, food is not something that I became huge on with Disney parks until I went to Florida um, in 2020. So I feel like, I'm still yet to sample every offering that Disneyland has. And I'm very jealous of you, Mercedes, because you obviously went for food and wine when you went in 2018, 2019, whenever it was you went. Um, So, yeah, I that is now my ultimate goal is to go to California for food and wine at some point. Yeah. So let's kick off our list. And I'm going to let you talk about this one, Mercedes, because it's something that I unfortunately can't eat because it does contain meat. But it is the iconic and famous Monte Cristo sandwich, which to me is synonymous with Disneyland, California. I think a lot of people have this very high on their list, but um, it's a bit of a weird one.
0: It is indeed. So the Monte Cristo sandwich is available at lots of different locations around Disneyland Resort. It's essentially a grilled cheese and turkey sandwich, but the twist comes with the fact that you dip this grilled cheese turkey sandwich into a sort of blueberry compote, like a jam, and also that the grilled cheese sandwich itself, cheese and turkey, is in a deep fried powdered sugar. So like an icing sugar, French toast kind of batter. Now the Monte Cristo sandwich, I actually haven't sampled, but it is high high up on my list. And the reason that it's in this snack list is because it is so iconic and synonymous with Disneyland Resort. So if you do have a trip booked to Disneyland Resort, this is definitely an item that we recommend you sample. I did have the opportunity to have it. Like how crazy is this? So I was on the Fantasmic Dining Package at Blue Lagoon or Blue Bayou as it's called in Disneyland Resort which is the restaurant that's inside Pirates of the Caribbean. And the Monte Cristo sandwich was one of the main courses that I was able to choose and I desperately wanted to. And the only reason that I didn't was because I'd paid an extortionate amount of money for this dining package and I was like I can't order a sandwich when I've paid like $80 or whatever it was to eat here. I cannot order the sandwich but It's okay because my time's going to come because as part of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebrations, the Monte Cristo sandwich has made its way to the other coast and it is available at the moment at the Crystal Plaza, Plaza Gardens. I'm mixing that restaurant and its various different international names. I think it's Plaza Gardens in Orlando. Anyway, it's available there. So I'm absolutely going to be trying this sandwich in September and I will give you a full you know, low down on, on what I thought.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to to hear about this. And I didn't know it was coming over to Walt Disney World. So there we go. Hurrah. Well done for the Monte Cristo sandwich. Next up on our list, we have an iconic snack, an iconic snack in general life, not just at Disneyland. And it is the churro. For me, a churro is a very staple part, especially with Disneyland. When I used to go as a child, we would always have churros. It's that smell when you walk in. So churros, you can pick them up from many locations around the park. They have churro carts. They also have I think it's Signor Buzzes or something in California Adventure where you can get them from. And they do a couple of different flavors there. I believe you can get a spicy kind of churro as well, which is quite exciting. Um, But yeah, for me, churros are just the ultimate staple when it comes to a Disney park.
0: You can't really go wrong. No, you cannot go wrong with the churro. And you're right, Tash, Senor Buzz is where you can get the, I think it's like a horchata. It's like a Latin American kind of flavoured churro, which is why the Senor Buzz um, symbol is obviously when Buzz Lightyear turns Spanish in Toy Story 3. And they've cleverly used that as the kind of shop front for the churro stand. But yeah, I mean, we've seen lots of different fun flavored seasonal churros at Disneyland Resort they're kind of very well known for it and you'll often find them kind of purple color at Halloween and you know pumpkin spiced in the autumn and that sort of thing so if you're a big fan of churros those warm churros that are freshly freshly made I definitely think that of all of the different Disney parks and resorts around the world Disneyland is the place to purchase one.
1: Yes, I completely agree. So, you can't talk about food at Disneyland without talking about, I mean, this isn't even a food item actually, this is actually a drink, but again, it is very iconic to Disneyland, California, and it is, of course, the mint julep. Now, if you're going to Disneyland, you have to try the mint julep. It was, of course, Walt's favorite drink, and obviously, Disneyland being Walt's Park you need to have the mint julep while you're there. I've actually not sampled the mint julep from Disneyland. Mercedes, I know that you have. The disappointing thing is, is it's not alcoholic, this one. So traditionally, a mint julep is made with bourbon. This one is just a sweet, kind of non-alcoholic version of it. So you can get them in New Orleans Square, So they have a stand, I think it is just called the Mint Julep Bar, where you can purchase them. And they do a couple of different flavours there. So you can get a lime flavoured one and you can also get a strawberry flavoured Mint Julep one as well. And I just think what a nice place to sit and kind of soak in the atmosphere. People watch, enjoy Walt's favourite drink. You can get them from Blue Bayou as well. Is there anywhere where you can get the alcoholic one from Mercedes?
0: There was nowhere that I found, but I'm sure, like, I'm almost 100% sure that if you're staying at, like, the, uh, the Grand Californian or one of the other Disney resorts resort hotels, I'm almost 100% sure that you would be able to get an alcoholic mint julep on property. It's just, unfortunately, you cannot have any alcohol in Disneyland Park. You can only drink in Disney's California Adventure. And that's why the mint julep that's served in the park is not available with alcohol. But yeah, as I say, I didn't go to any of the resort hotels when I was there. I'd be very surprised if there isn't at least one bar that serves it with alcohol, but I don't know. So please do report back when you go to Disneyland. The mint julep for me, I think I really just, as Tash said, soaking in that that atmosphere in the New Orleans Square, as as I've mentioned on the podcast many, many times when I was in California, I did the Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour and they talk about Walt and Lillian's anniversary. I can't remember which wedding anniversary it was, but it was a significant wedding anniversary and how the park was closed for the night and it only had their close friends and family in the park. And they all went around on the big boat that goes around um, the Mark Twain or the Lily Bell, whichever boat it was in, in Frontierland. And they were drinking mint juleps and listening to jazz music. So there's nothing more you know, nostalgic, I guess, than, than sitting in that New Orleans square drinking a mint julep. And if you're doing that, then you've got to have the next item on our list as well, which is of course the iconic Disneyland beignets. Now we spoke about beignets in our Walt Disney World episode, so of course beignets were going to be on this list as well. And beignets are available at lots of different locations at Disneyland Resort. You can get them in the parks. You can get them in the Disney Downtown Disney shopping area, which is akin to. Disney Village or Disney Springs. And you can get lots of different varieties as well. There's Mickey shaped ones, classic ones, pumpkin spice ones, cinnamon ones, peppermint ones, so many different flavors and colors and different ways of sampling beignets. So, yeah, you cannot go to Disneyland Resort and not sit back, relax in New Orleans Square with a beignet and with a mint julep. It's it's like a rite of passage, I feel.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. As we're doing this list, I'm kind of realizing how similar. A lot of the snacks are on here. We've had churros, we've got beignets and our final snack, our top of the list snack is also quite similar, I would say a little bit different. Um, And again, it's not something that I have been lucky enough to sample, but I'm very familiar with them because you see a lot of them all over social media and it is the famous donut from the donut stand. So Mercedes, I know this is something that you frequented when you went on your trip. So why don't you talk a little bit about these donuts?
0: Sure. So Tasha set the scene beautifully and really teed me up here. So the donut car is kind of a bit of a legend when it comes to Disneyland Resort, because it's this little pop up kiosk right by the castle. And you never know what flavor donut they're going to have or what design they're going to have. It's so, so exciting. So when I went, I had the strawberry lemonade Minnie Mouse donut and it was just a sort of standard filled donut. It had a pink frosting with a little Minnie Mouse bow. And the flavor was a strawberry lemonade, which was essentially fresh strawberries in a tangy lemon sauce. It was absolutely delightful. And you'll be really proud of me, Tash. I didn't pick the donut based on the aesthetic. I actually went for the filling. So I strawberry lemonade to me was something that I knew was gonna really, really appeal. And then it just had the added benefit of the fact that it was nice and pink and girly. But they had a Mickey flavored donut at the time. I've seen that they sometimes do a Dole Whip donut, which I'm gutted they didn't have that when I went. So it's, it's like a yellow donut filled with a pineapple filling and it's got like little coconut flakes and a little umbrella on it. There's like a Matterhorn donut that I've seen that they've done there before. They've done like peanut butter. They've done the candied bacon, like pretty much any flavor that you can imagine. And as I say, it's so unpredictable. You cannot turn up at that donut stand and know what you're going to find because they change the menu as they feel they have, well, they have no menu. They basically just make these donuts and experiment and sample, and sometimes they are super popular, so they return, and sometimes not. So it's definitely a bit of a rite of passage if you're going to Disneyland Resort because it is so unique and iconic. What I would say is, if you are going to Disneyland and you've got your heart set on one of these donuts. Although you might not be feeling that hungry straight after breakfast, you definitely want to head to that donut kiosk or donut stand first thing in the morning as soon as you arrive at the park, because they do sell out. They have a limited amount of donuts. And so if you wait until the end of the day, there's a chance there'll be nothing left.
1: I really want a, a like a one day at Disney episode about the people that create these donuts and how they come up with the flavors and the design as well. I think that would be really interesting. I would like to know how they they do all that, because I think they do. I don't know how many flavors they do, but they do change them up a lot, don't they?
0: like so, so much, so, so much. And I don't think there's a regular cadence. I think it's just as they feel, but I completely agree with you, Tash. One of my favorite things to do. And if anybody listening to this episode is heading to Disneyland anytime soon, definitely do this. If you go to Disney, I, I keep wanting to say Disney Springs, downtown Disney, which is the shopping area at Disneyland in Anaheim, there is Marceline's Confectionery, and you can watch all of the men and women that work there creating the Minnie and Mickey candy apples. And it's so sad satisfying to watch them you know do their chocolate work and add the sprinkles and the decorations and stuff and you can do the same thing at Walt Disney World as well if you go to Goofy's Candy Company again you can watch the staff there so I I completely agree with you Tash I want to I want to see those bakers arriving at the park at you know 5 6 a.m whatever crazy hour they have to wake up to create these pastries and delights for us and um On that note, actually, that reminds me of there's a Pixar episode. I don't know if you've seen it. The Pixar, it's not called One Day at Pixar, but it's basically like one day at Disney, but they follow a Pixar employee each day. And one of them is about a pastry chef. Have you seen that?
1: No, I've not seen that.
0: You would love it. It It's so up your street. I feel like you will really, yeah, this is what you're watching this evening. So it's this lady, and she goes, honestly, she gets there at like 4 a.m. at Pixar in San Francisco because she's a pastry chef and she has to get there like super, super early. And she creates all of the pastries for the staff at Pixar and they've got a free canteen there. I mean, if you're somebody who likes work perks, Pixar's the place to work. And all of the food and everything that's created at Pixar is to spark imagination or spark inspiration so if they've got a movie that has just been released for example then all of the food will be themed to that movie which means that this pastry strip has to get innovative around flavoring and designs and that kind of stuff or if it's like international women's day which is coming up and we mentioned in the news earlier today they might do something like quirky like they might pick a female character like Dory for example and then like all of the food for the day is catered and themed around Dory like you would love this you have to go watch it
1: this sounds amazing I've genuinely not heard that this was a thing one I absolutely love that they do this and also can you imagine working there
0: for your (laughs) health? it would be terrible I'd get so fat. (laughs)
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. But no, go check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but it's that Pixar series. It was like inside Pixar or something. And some of the episodes are interesting, but that that was my standout episode. (laughs) I'm definitely going to check that out.
1: So there you have it. That is our top five recommended snacks to try at Disneyland. We do hope that you enjoyed it. And hopefully if you weren't too familiar with Disney food before this little mini series that we've just done, you are now. And there are, as we've said before, many an Instagram account, many a YouTube account that you can follow to have a look at some of the delights that are on offer at all of the parks. And yeah, definitely check them out. If there is anything that you want to ask Mercedes ladies and I as well, you can always get in touch with us. You can find us on
0: Instagram at Chat Disney. Or on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at ChatDisneyUK. We're now going to head into the final part of our episode, a
1: TikTok challenge. actually not done a TikTok Challenge in a little while, I don't think. I don't think we've done many games that we normally play in a while. We seem to have done a lot of film reviews and trailer reactions and things of late. So we thought it'd be nice to mix it up a little bit this week. So for those of you who aren't familiar, a TikTok Challenge is where we get a minute on the clock And we kind of test each other to come up with as many things as we can. So, for example, it could be name as many Disney snacks as you can in a minute. And I think this week, Mercedes, are you testing me (laughs)
0: Sure. Why don't I test you? So something that we've spoken about today a lot has been how International Women's Day is coming up soon. And to celebrate Minnie's new pantsuit, because I really do think it's something to celebrate, my TikTok challenge for you today, Tash, is I would like you to name 30 female Disney characters that are not Disney princesses within a minute do you think you can do that oh that's a good one I feel like I can but I feel like the pressure
1: of these challenges always gets to me I'm not very good under pressure but I'm
0: certainly willing to give it a go Okay. So I have my timer ready. One minute on the clock. Definitely play at home. Maybe pause the episode right now so that Tash's answers don't, you know, throw you off or whatever. And then come back, join us and compare how many female characters you've got with Tash. So I am starting... Are we
1: talking characters or are we talking
0: people characters? It can be. I I don't quite know what you mean. Let's just stick to... Yeah, you can have female animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stick to Walt Disney animation. So no Pixar, no live action. But yeah, they can be a female animal, definitely. Okay, great. She's like, 30. I was going to give you 50, but I'm being kind with 30. If you can get to 50, then I'll be even prouder. Okay, here we go. One minute on the clock, starting from now.
1: Anastasia, Drizella, Lady Tremaine, Esmeralda, Raya um, um, Vanellope von Schweitz. um, I'm going rogue here now, um, oh my god, <laughs> all of Ariel's sister, Athena <laughs> Af- Aqua something, uh, no, I can't do the song, um, Nala, um, Sarabi, um, Paddy, um, my god, you know when you have a mind blank, Esmeralda, um, Amelia, Abigail, Marie, Duchess, uh, 15 seconds, <laughs> Giselle, Giselle, whatever her name is, um, oh my god, Judy Hops. This is really hard. I'm also suffering from pregnancy brain at the moment. Like, my mind is just not as quick as it one used. minute. Is Three, up. Daisy, a Daisy, Clarabelle.
0: You're out. That was one minute. I'm sorry. And you got 15, Tash. You said Esmeralda twice. <laughs> <laughs> you did. And unfortunately, Afina and Aqua are not aerial systems. I know. Either. I literally can't. Normally,
1: I can see the whole song, but I just can't. As I say, my brain today is like, baby. You blame it on.
0: The baby, yes, absolutely. So Tash got 15. So she failed today's TikTok challenge. Do let us know how many you got at home. I'll be very interested to know how many female Disney characters that you were able to name. And do stay tuned because, as we said many times today, International Women's Day is actually at the beginning of March. So a month away now we're in February so do stay tuned for that episode in a few weeks time but next week we have got something else up our sleeve and if you want to find out what it is you will just have to join us next Monday for another episode of the chat Disney podcast
1: we will see you then
0: bye for now thank you goodbye now. goodbye goodbye thank you goodbye